Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Runs Well podcast with me, Rick Pearson. Me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane McGuire. Today we're talking about the art of adventure with Jamie MacDonald, a.k.a. Adventure Man. So he's, he's going to know what he's talking about, isn't he? If you call it Adventure Man. <laughs> I hope so. You'd really hope so if you've gone that far just to give yourself that name. No, he does. He's, he's, he's done a lot of stuff that is very adventurous. Yeah, he's run across America, run across Canada, and he tried to do the uh, furthest run on a treadmill in seven days, which actually the story of that is, we'll save that, but I mean, it's not something I'm planning to repeat, let's say that. An experience in torture, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a nice letter actually, uh, based on last week's uh, talk uh, chat about running, uh, running and grief. So, um, Caro wrote in and she said, "Just listen to your podcast on running and grief. I'd like to say a huge thank you for doing it. I've been through uh, that recently when my father passed away, and suddenly, uh, suddenly four months ago, running has been very helpful. And I really pushed away all these bad emotions until I ran the fifty k last June, and these emotions came back like a boomerang. And at some point, I um." I had to deal with them. I felt like Eliza and Dr. John's explanation was uh, important to understand and acknowledge. It's quite an important topic to talk about as a lot of people run because of something emotional happening in their lives. Many thanks for the podcast and the other ones you do. So that's nice. Good stuff. Well yeah. done, you two. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't there for that chat, so you well done. Maybe that's what made the difference. <laughs> you can possibly. She doesn't say. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't specify that. Um, have you been watching the Olympics? It's on, you know. I have been. I mean, it's... Um... It's been a bit tricky. I think the coverage is quite hard to keep track of because of the time. Yeah, a lot of it's on Discovery, isn't it? So, yeah, it's been those highlight, that little highlight. I've been watching sort of highlight catch up videos and stuff like that. I mean, our new national sport is BMX, so that's good to know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been amazing, hasn't it? Those, yeah, uh, yeah. not the racing and the freestyle. So we, you know, that's it now on no funding. So yeah. that's also something to to you know celebrate. Um. But yeah, a bit of disappointment with Dina, wasn't it? With Dina getting bit, uh, obviously going quite injured going into the yeah. tournament, and but um, still gave it a go. But yeah, I think if you're if you're at all injured going and 100 meters, 200 meters, you're going to get found out, aren't you? And it's a, it's a shame. Do you think it's worth? I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have gone. That's insane. Obviously, she's going to go. But do you think mm. hiding hiding the injury that much? Yeah, is going to be detrimental. 
to every like to the Possibly. performance. Kind of, yeah, it may puts more pressure on. Like, do you think there's something about 100 meters that's a little bit like it's probably the closest to like boxing or something where there's a there's, yeah. you don't want to give away any sort of sense of vulnerability. Yeah, you don't want to show yeah. your competitor your weakness, your I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, and also it's all sort of it's quite sort of um, hostile. Some of it, like if you saw mm. the, all the Jamaicans at the end of the... the well, yeah, they clearly don't sort of, um, that don't all get along, do they? Which, which is, is quite, fine, which yeah. is, you know, yeah. absolutely allowed in sport. I think the fact that you see all the, like, the, 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 the high jump guys all like sharing a gold and it's all like, oh, the sport and the passion. And it's like, well, you know, you don't have to be best mates. It's quite nice, but... Yeah, it's good to get a, a bit, bit of a mix, competition's good too. Yeah. 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 By the time this comes out tomorrow, everyone will have watched something else on the Olympics. So we could probably just stop talking about it. Um, have you had any further knee updates? Oh yeah, let me um let me fascinate you with um my injuries. So we talked about the we talked about Dina's in- injuries and, and uh, so basically um getting an MRI done tomorrow. Um, but um somebody listened to the podcast. Uh, I think she's called Annalise. She said uh, she she heard about the running injuries and suggested I get in touch with a guy called David Gray, not the singer songwriter, knee <laughs> rehab specialist. And uh, and yeah, so I, I had a chat with him today and he got me doing some really interesting sort of knee stability rehab exercises and it's actually already feeling a bit better so i'm hoping that actually that route rather than any surgery route is um is going to be all right and um with a bit of luck could be back yeah could be back running regularly i think hopefully by sort of mid-september which is which would be great you know and i kind of feel like that's um what a happy end like someone from the podcast has saved you Pass on those yeah. things. I've talked about knee injuries throughout two years. No one emailed me. It's un- unbelievable. Oh, sorry, Ben. Oh, thanks a lot, listeners. <laughs> David Gray, worth checking out. I think he's a real sort of specialist in this area. And he's, uh, yeah, he's been, he was a big help this morning. So well, there you go. Free advert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am joking, of course. I'm joking, just in case off comma listening. But enough of this. Enough of this tomfoolery. Let's get our guest of the week on. Guest of the week. Our guest this week is a serial adventurer whose new book, Adventure Man, chronicles his running odyssey across the US. So Jamie MacDonald, welcome to the Runners World podcast. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think I'm happy to be here. I just don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're a very intimidating podcast. It's, it's like Paxman in running shoes. That was definitely the most unsure, yeah. like, oh, God, I'm here sort of response. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, like, I'm dipping my toe in and going, do I really do want to do, do this? <laughs> okay, well, we'll start, start with an easy question then. So for those uh, unfamiliar with your work, how would you define Adventure Man and, and the work that you do? Just a complete and utter idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's really odd and weird, but I, I put on super, a superhero suit uh, that's called Adventure Man. I've got my own actual superhero suit. Um, it's like a childhood dream, really. And then, daftly, I run across very big countries. And um, I guess the big part in, in what I do is I end up raising money for uh, children's hospitals and sick kids along the way. So that part, I'm not sure if you're aware of. But I, when I was about seven years old, I remember kind of looking down at my legs and then realizing um, I couldn't move them. And uh, eventually I was diagnosed with a rare spinal condition called Schwingermyelia. And uh, But it was kind of somewhat normal, really. But 
when I was about kind of nine years old, eventually the doctors kind of said that I'd probably end up in a wheelchair and even worse. And when I left there, my mum, she said, Jim, you're not going to end up in a wheelchair. Don't listen to a word of that. And uh, and then, then she got me moving. And I'm like a dog. I mean, I get the <laughs> runners get this. You know, like you throw a ball for a dog and it's like, I've got to go. And uh, I was like that. And uh, and all my symptoms gradually disappeared. And I, I managed to kind of get my health. And um, so, yeah, so I'm just lucky that I can run. I can move now. And so my mission really is... Uh, to put on a superhero suit, uh, which is weird, uh, but then to try and give back to sick kids around the world. That's amazing. Is that um, is that a usual uh, approach to that illness and and its treatment, or is that sort of you know? I mean, because you say the doctors would like, oh, this is, you know, that's it. It will just you'll get slowly worse, and that will be the end of it. Is that you know, or do, you know, is that now is that now different the approach? No, it's the same approach. What the doctors actually say is don't move like, because it's too much spinal fluid on the cord. Right. And um, so they, they don't want to kind of rock the boat. Uh, but I think I was about eight years old and my mum and dad took me on a lifetime holiday because they, they, did, they honestly didn't know the outcome of my life. Mm. So it was like this. And my parents, were, you know, we never had, they didn't have much money. So it was a big trip to, to Disney World. And one of the things that we spotted was a bungee jump. And uh, of course, I was like, oh, bungee jump. And uh, my mum was like, no freaking way are you doing that yeah. bungee jump in a million years. And uh, we've got like another few years left of your life. And then, and then of course, my, my dad and my brother got rid of my mum that day and took me straight <laughs> to the bungee jump. And, um, and I leaped off and maybe that kind of jolted something inside me. I don't know. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It's just we're we're all great. We're great, like uh, exponents of moving for the for the better. And I was just suddenly like, well, that sounds like the best example of that ever. But like, <laughs> I did. Yeah, but um, it's possibly yeah. not what the, what the doctors always say. No, and you're right. And I think one of the biggest sports that I ended up playing was tennis. And so um, there's definitely something in that neurological, you know, connecting the brain and everything up. Uh, so maybe maybe the movement helped. I mean, I. I got a lot of help from Great Ormond Street as well. And uh, so maybe the two combined, I mean, but we'll kind of never know. But um, while we're on this podcast, uh, let's just absolutely put it down to running. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was definitely running. It was definitely <laughs> yes. running. Of course it was. Yeah, yeah. Good old running to the rescue once more. And you're, for those listeners who don't realise this, your partner, Anna, is also kind of a adventurer how how does that work how do you divvy up life and parenting and coming up with these amazing challenges together well annoyingly anna just makes me feel and look like a complete wussy <laughs> <laughs> so I, i'll run like five thousand miles across canada it's like wow yeah that's great jimmy and then she just went and done a hundred marathons across britain but with no shoes on and completely and utterly barefoot i mean yeah yeah how are those feet now <laughs> now that you have to live with them <laughs> i've never been a great toe sucker anyway um, <laughs> uh, but we, we 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 love it um we love adventure i guess we're now on a completely different adventure uh anna recently popped out our first baby girl her name's storm 
So we are just in the trenches. I mean, I, I can honestly say Anna would rather do 100 marathons barefoot. I'd rather <laughs> run across another country because uh, we are just, we're not sure if we're going to make it through any day. Yeah, that's that's the normal response. That's fine. You're, you're, it sounds like you're doing everything right if that's how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that is, that's a, a point though, isn't it? I, want, I wonder, do you think that these kind of epic adventures are maybe easier to do or, or only possible at certain certain points in life perhaps they're a kind of young person's game or do you think actually there is a way of making uh your life fit around them good question i think while i end up kind of doing my previous adventures they were the big solo missions like Mm. year trips marathons daily i think i think back then it worked being you know not a dad Mm. and so Mm. i don't know if i could run three miles at the minute let alone a marathon (laughs) a day just because i'm running on about three hours of sleep and but me and anna keep chatting it out and we're just wondering whether there's like a turning point where suddenly the baby turns into a child or or something and then they go do you know what i would love to go across the country with mom and dad yeah and um and I always, I've always, in running terms, I've always used a pram. His name's Caesar. And, uh, <laughs> so it, that has my tent, my sleeping bag and everything. And now I was just thinking, well, it's great because I've still got Caesar. Let's just throw Storm in there and she can she can just come with us. Yeah, I mean, that'd be an amazing way of just getting out and showing your child the world in that sort of like absolutely on the road kind of yeah. getting from A to B, just running along and having a nice, I mean, Sounds lovely. Yeah, sounds like a joy. And then, and that's, but then I'm kind of thinking reality of yeah. like, do they just then start screaming, you're like, wah. And then maybe you might hit minus 40 in Canada and go, well, might not be great for a baby, this one. No, I think you'd probably have to choose like a very, like, a, you know, a, a nice temperate climate to, to visit first. So, yeah, I don't think, but yeah, I think it sounds like a, a, a lovely thing. I've not been a, much of a running buggy person. So, you know, I, I can't. I, I was always of the notion that if I was going to go for a run, now that we have kids, I want to do it without one of the kids with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to run away. Yeah, I want. I want some. I want a small piece of me time. So that was always like that was always that part of it. Jamie, do you think that any of your adventures you've like you've pushed yourself? too far because you've done some pretty epic things i know you did a treadmill challenge as well that was pretty full-on as well yeah that was that was the kind of most recent one uh before lockdown and so i, I attempted uh, a guinness world record to to kind of run the most amount of miles possible uh in seven days sounds fantastic doesn't it <laughs> no no <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and uh before this, I guess it's important that I say that I ended up uh, running um, probably about 210 marathons across America as like a like a, almost like a training run, if you like, mm-hmm. uh, for the treadmill. Uh, but what I underestimated is the difference in running on a road, you know, with a pram, or and then and then kind of changing three weeks later onto a, a treadmill, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I, I started off and I, I went out all guns blazing for 24 hours. And I thought, you know, what? I'll just get as far as I can ahead of the record. And really, the reality after 24 hours, I'm going to be completely broken anyway. So I'll just cling on after that. Yeah. And uh, after 24 hours, my ankles just swelled up like elephants. I don't know if you're treadmill runners at all. Not really, actually. No. A bit. Jane does yeah. a bit, though. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was just a bit weird. Like, I, 
it was just a completely different form of running that I wasn't used to. So I, I, I completely buggered up in short. And um, so then I, I kept going and I was just a complete mess and I made it through another 24 hours. But then I was taking a, a kind of a three hour sleep a night and then trying to run the rest 21 hours. And because I'm not really a, a strong runner at all, I'm just I'm really, really average. But my gift is that I can keep going. Mm, yeah. So I thought if I go for many hours and lack of sleep, then I, I that would give me the best chance. But by by about I think it was about 250 miles. No one knows this, actually. And I, <laughs> I, I wrote about it really in depth in my in my book that I actually gave up. I was like moving and I was like, I'm done. Like there is no right. physical way I'm able to to run for the next four days. And because the, the the record with them was just catching up and mm. I thought, I'm I am i am definitely not gonna get stronger at this point. <laughs> so um so then I gave up, right? But I thought, right, I need to wait for a really good time to tell everyone that there's a really good time, you know, and 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 explain my reasons. But anyway, there was just never a really good time. So I made it through the night. I thought, right, I'll sleep and then and then I got back on the treadmill. And bear in mind, I could barely walk. After three hours of waking up, I was actually crawling to the treadmill. I was screaming my head off. and Because, you know, you've got to wake everything back up again. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm I'm screaming my head off. And then I just thought, okay, there's no need to carry on doing this because I've already given up. So I just looked at my dad as the treadmill was moving. And I said, Dad, I said, I'm so sorry. I've got to get off. Like, I'm done. And my dad looked at me and he said, no. Oh, no, you're not. I said, no, no, dad, like I'm, I'm done. Look at the state of me. I can barely walk, let alone run. I said, there's no way I can do this anymore. And he said, listen, Jamie, our support has been rubbish to this point. We're going to make sure you've got food on tap, water on tap. And, uh, and I said, dad, look at, look at me. Like food and water is not <laughs> going to change the outcome of it. And, uh, he goes, we're going to get ibuprofen. <laughs> and i just i just inside i just wanted to scream I'm like dad you're not listening to me and um and so i said dad i said you're not you're just not listening and he, he said well jamie he said what would you rather do would you rather give up or be open to my suggestions and i thought you bastard <laughs> you've got me <laughs> and i said go for it and he went and got me a cup of coffee. He went and got the ibuprofen. This is like 6.30 in the morning. I'm thinking there's no way this is going to work. And of course, no coffee was strict on the trail. And I was like, yeah, give me a coffee. You know, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm getting off soon. And uh, and, then I, and then I had uh, whacked in the ibuprofen. And then there was this rugby player from Gloucester, James Forrest. And he came up and he knew the situation. And it was really dark. I mean, the energy in the room was like, I'm getting off. And then he told me a story. And he said... He was like right at the crunch line of, of, of a massive game where they were going to like win the league. And then he said, he said, my knee was gone. He said, I was, I was at the end of my tethers. And he said, about 10 minutes before the end, he said, I just I took some ibuprofen. And he said, and I ran like a machine after that. <laughs> and and I, of course, I was roped into the story. I was roped as I was like, and it took me away from the pain. And then suddenly I just looked down and my legs started to move and I started to go. I'm like, oh. All right. I started to go and I was back. I was like actually back. And, and, then, and then, of course, it all went terribly wrong as time went on. But yeah, that got me through that moment. Wow. It's pretty gritty have, stuff. Have you been it? approached by Ibuprofen yet to do their advertising? 
This is it. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it, it's great stuff. Yeah, that, <laughs> a good story. Vitamin I, I believe, <laughs> sometimes called in ultra running circles. Uh, there are dangers, of course, listeners, in having too much ibuprofen while running. So do be careful. Yeah. Oh, nice one. Well, covers covers us off there. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's amazing though, isn't it? Like the power that I love the fact that you're there and your dad's just kind of giving you this sort of like fairly, I would say, blase pep talk, like halfway through, like a really like you're just like, no, dad, seriously. He's like, I'll get you a coffee. Dad, look at me. Honestly, coffee's not going to do it. But how I was speaking to friends who've been in a similar situation like halfway through 100 mile races and they're like, even it's the smallest of little things that kind of makes them keep going like everyone always i guess everyone's presumption is there's got to be like this switch moment where it's like oh no like epiphany i'm gonna keep it but it's not it's like someone just goes here's a here's a here's a here's a bit of chocolate and you go oh thanks oh god wow chocolate cool i know where you keep going and stuff like that i think that's kind of like that that's what's so amazing about these things is that you just it's the psychological bit that keeps everyone going rather than you know your body's broken but you just have to have your head your head just has to tell you just go on keep going yeah oh yeah and you gotta just love it as well you just gotta be fueled on pain <laughs> <laughs> can i ask you a question about how you pick your adventures because actually you know you've done some i say almost the sort of two ends of the spectrum there you've been running across beautiful canada meeting loads of people having a having a, a cool time then you've had your seven days on the on the treadmill um how how do you go about picking an adventure and, and do you do you kind of instinctively know when you've kind of hit upon something good yeah that's a good question i remember when i was saving up to put a deposit on a house and i saved up twenty thousand pounds and i was 26 years old wow it was like a monster amount of money at that point and i went to go and sign the papers and right at the last minute i just got this gut feeling in my stomach i was like do i do i really want this I don't know if you ever get that gut feeling. You, mm. you don't. You never quite mm. know what it is. In the end, I just pulled out, and the house people were so pissed off at me. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I I went on a bit of a journey to think. Well, what do I what do I want from like this world? Like, and I just couldn't help but feel like there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more to life. And and then I obviously got back in touch with the hospital that helped me as a kid, and and that kind of then fueled me a bit. And I was actually um, working in a school and there was a big massive map up on the wall, world map. 
I remember chatting to a friend and we were looking through like on the map and it had like Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, countries I'd never even heard of. And um, and so then I heard about this guy who ended up kind of peddling around the world and I met him once. His name was Joe. I called him Average Joe because he was just so normal. <laughs> and um, he ended up he ended up peddling around the world. And I just thought, well, if someone like him can do something like that, then maybe I could too. Um, so I bought a bicycle for 50 quid out of the newspaper. Sorry, I'm probably like literally, um, this is a legal chat right now talking about cycling on a running <laughs> podcast. No, no, it's fine. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, edit this bit out, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking, we won't. I'm I joking. bought some shoes. <laughs> some running shoes. <laughs> yeah, I've done it all in a pair of running shoes. Um, so, so yeah, then I then I bought this bicycle and then just worked out from a map. I wonder if I could pedal every single inch from Bangkok all the way back to Gloucester, and um, and yeah, and and that was it. I thought, right, one year, let's just do it. And and I kind of went on that went on that journey. It was just a feeling, you know. It was like it was like an itch to scratch of adventure that I just had to do. And the idea came, and then bam, you know, you just got to do it. Otherwise, I'm just going to regret it for the rest of my life. So as soon as I finished that. Of course, I like. I needed a holiday after fourteen thousand miles. <laughs> my my bum needed a holiday, so I went and got myself a visa for Canada to go on holiday. And the, the visa came off. I thought, well, I'll be a backpacker. I'll get drunk. I'll try and kiss some girls. And uh, and and then and then I, like the hospital invited me back to show me where all the donations went from that cycling trip. And they ended up building a new school playroom. Uh, with the donations and call it a coincidence, but that was the same amount for the house that I didn't buy. Right. And uh, and when I left the hospital, there was a load of kids that created a sign uh, that said, keep going, Jamie. And I left there and I just thought, do you know what? what why, why shouldn't I just keep going? Like, mm. why? So, mm. so then my visa for Canada came in. I was sat on the toilet at my mum and dad's house. And I was like, right, Canada it is. And so I jumped off. I was like, mom, dad, I'm going to run across Canada. <laughs> and my mom was like, that is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, you know, he's like my biggest fan, my dad. He's like, oh, that's great. That's exactly what you should be doing. And um, then we all Googled it and put run across Canada into Google. And, and, and then this guy came up called Terry Fox. Um so he's a guy who ended up running across Canada with cancer in one leg and unfortunately died at the halfway point um, and didn't finish. But today he's raised, like I think it's something like $700 million for Ooh. charity. Um, so, yeah, so that kind of that idea stemmed and I kind of went across Canada. And then sure enough, you know, when that finished, it's like I just got to keep going. And then so then I ended up continuing on the journey from Canada and then across america uh just you know it's a never-ending journey and then that's kind of the recent book i wrote on on running across america have you got an adventure or a run or a day that you're proudest of on these you know lifetime of adventures so i remember there was this uh, hospital that i visited somewhere near the, the halfway point so i was about 80 marathons in and you know just you, you know i whenever you get into like the you haven't even got to the halfway point of a run, you know, whether it's a marathon, half a marathon, what you start to realize it's turning into a slog and am I going to make it? And uh, I ended up being invited into this hospital that I was fundraising for. And I met this uh, little, little boy um, 
his name was James and he was so inquisitive. He was like five years old and he started to say, well, so what are you doing? And so I said, wow, James, I'm, you know, I'm running, you know, these 5,000 miles. And he said, what, 5,000 miles? I said, yeah. Like, bear in mind, when I talk to my mum about 5,000 miles, she's like smoking a fag and, <laughs> and like drinking a cup of tea. being like, it's just, it's just over her head. She's got no idea what I'm talking about. And, um, and this little boy, he, just, he said, wow, so that's really fun. He said, that must be really tough. I'm thinking, wow, James. I mean, this, so we're having this amazing <laughs> connection and I'm starting to feel topped up on the inside. I'm thinking, this is what it's all about. You know, I'm meeting kids that are sick. And, um, and so I went to leave and I thought, right, I'm ready to finish this whole adventure off now. And then James goes, Jamie, Jamie, just come back a second. So I've got one more question. And I'm like, James, like, honestly, you can ask me anything. I, I'm here. I, I'm, and he said, when you get to the end of this run across America, he said, are you going to run back again? <laughs> <laughs> How did you break it to him? I just kind of slipped off. And just... <laughs> That's good. Isn't it? Nothing like nothing like the kind of unvarnished opinions of kids to keep you kind of keep you in check. I think they just they they give it to you straight, don't they, kids? Oh, think, I mean, it made total sense. So if you can do it one way, you can definitely do it the other. I think he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, is that is that the second book? Is that the is that is that the second book? It is. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people, um maybe the same kind of people who talk about writing books or talk about having adventures they never actually like get it over the line they don't actually do what's required what would you what would your advice be to actually turn a kind of pub idea into into reality i mean i i was never great at school like i i I have, i've got ants in my pants you know probably like every single runner and <laughs> so i probably should have never been sat in a classroom so i was always causing havoc and if they would have just let me run i'd have been all good um, mm. <laughs> so I, I ended up leaving with school with like nothing and uh, I always told myself I was thick and uh, I kind of always I still believe it now really I mean I'm you can take me to the pub quiz I'm the worst person to have on your team uh, <laughs> but it really stayed with me and then when I was about 23 years old um, I went back to the school to teach tennis and the headmaster came up to me and he said Jamie you know would you like to re you know retake your GCSEs and I just looked at him and, and all that fear came back of, um, but I'm thick. There's no way I can pass GCSEs. Anyway, it kind of filtered in my brain. And I, I just thought, you know what? I, maybe I need to do this. And so I tackled an English GCSE. And um, I, and then as I went on it, I then suddenly realized, the teacher realized that I was dyslexic. And so I sat in the mm-hmm. back of the classroom with the kids. They all thought I was a teacher assistant, but really I was doing the same work they were and mm. and then right. and then eventually i got um you know i i got a b for it get in there um and yeah. i think that stayed with me is that okay I, I i don't know how to write um but i know how to tell a story you know and mm. and mm. so i kind of took that with me that after the adventure publisher summersdale um ended up asking me would i like to write a write a book and then they, they've helped publish this second one and um, but it is it's like any running challenge it's just a slog for me it's just brutal you know you just got to sit down patiently yeah. and just spill it all out that's how i do it i just go Bleh. and uh mm. it's not pretty i make a lot of spellings <laughs> uh but but that seems to be the magic i mean anna my partner anna mcnuff 
she's a proper writer she's a like you know um you know she just writes beautifully but i just go but and there's no easy way just like there's no easy way to run a marathon you just gotta do it and you just have to yeah. sit down and write and um and yeah so if anyone out there is trying to write a book just do it and stop being an idiot like i'll just yeah <laughs> Yeah, stop it and do it. When you're like doing the adventure and you think like, oh, how are you documenting the days? Is it all just memory or are you trying to, because obviously not beyond writing a book about doing these things, you want to remember it for the rest of your life. So, you you know, taking pictures and are you keeping a diary where you writing stuff down? Yeah, on an iPhone. I, I wrote the yeah. whole thing on an iPhone and I, I lie down um I lie down and write. It seems to kind of uh, relax my my nervous system when I'm lying back. When I'm like up, up standing or sitting, I feel like I'm in fight or flight and I should be running. So I lie mm. back with an iPhone. And then I don't know what it is about lying back as well. It seems to tap into the unconscious, like the, the memories. And a bit more blood in your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's science. Is that serious? Because maybe there's science. Oh, no. oh, I don't think that was serious at all. <laughs> well, let's take it then. I mean, but yeah. And then once you, once I get started on a story, and then you get in the writer's flow, and and you then relive it. You're actually back there, and just like you're there. And then once you're in that zone, it just that's when you need to just flow and get it all out. That's great. And the the book, Jamie, it's it's available now, isn't it? People want to find out more about. Tell us, tell us the details. Uh, it can anyone can pre-order it right now. The book launch is on the twelfth of August, and I'm going to do a virtual one at seven thirty. And it's just going to be a bit mayhem, really. We've got it's going to be Zoom chat box, really interactive. I'm doing competitions for best superhero suit. They get a signed book, uh, and I'm just basically going to be sharing stories like I would down the pub. Uh, uh, but you know, if if you've got kids, they're 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 welcome to. Hopefully, I won't make it too rude. And uh, and and then yeah, so the, that that will be the launch on the twelfth of August. So it's called Adventure Man uh, Running America. Jamie, thanks so much for, for making the time to to come on the Runners World podcast. Absolutely great to talk to you about adventure, how it changes as you get older, but also the kind of enduring appeal of of these challenges. And uh, yeah, I hope the book's a big success. Yeah, no, thank you very much. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Thanks very much to our guest, Jamie MacDonald, and to you, of course, for listening. You can subscribe to three issues of Runners World magazine for just £5. Head to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash Podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. You can listen to the Runners World UK podcast on Acast, iTunes, and all your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK and please subscribe if you don't already. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week.